Welcome to Southern Man Western Town with your host, Jeff Lawrence. Coming from the high desert in the Mountain West. Please like, subscribe, and follow wherever you get your podcast. Southern Man Western Town. I am Jeff Lawrence, your host. This is the special Halloween edition. <clears throat> so you'll hear some Halloween clips on this show from different things you might recognize. And you also hear part two of my interview with the Phantom Lady out of Nashville, Tennessee. Um, originally we talked about her going back to Alaska where she is, I think she's, I don't know if she was born there, but I definitely uh, lived there for a while, and went back there, and uh, mainly, what we're mainly talking about is our new material, our new uh, recordings that are coming out, probably, uh, she says the exact date in there, but I can't, off the top of my head, it's the first two weeks of November, one of those, right in that area, you'll hear some new music from the Phantom Lady, um, Really uh, good to talk to her, and uh, I know you'll dig the music. If you dig uh, Evanescence and that kind of thing, which is which uh, the song you're going to hear on the show today isn't that. It doesn't go into the heavy stuff. A lot of Evanescence stuff starts off kind of um, slow, and uh, I don't know how you would say it, but then it kind of gets heavier, <clears throat> which is some of uh, Phantom Lady stuff does too, but not all of it, some of it's just kind of a, maybe even, maybe even Tori Amos-like, I don't know, you know, you don't have to compare things, I don't have to compare it, I'm just trying to, because you can't compare it, everybody's different, but I wanted to give you some kind of a idea, but if you listen to the last show, which I hope you did, you will, uh, you've probably already went over to Spotify and, and downloaded the Phantom Lady music, which you, you should do if you haven't done, 
And if you have done, go back and listen to some more of it. And there's, there's a few songs on there. And like I said, new music coming out in November. So, if you are in the... By the time this comes out, you may hear this in time, but if you're in the northern Utah area, my band, Jeff Lawrence and Warhorse, will be at the Yes Hell in Ogden, Utah, doing a little opening show for Sam Smith Band, <clears throat> which is a kind of a rare performance for Sam these days. He doesn't do a lot of shows anymore, but uh, we're going to be playing right before those guys. So, Sam Smith Band, and then... Uh, Actually, Jeff Lawrence and Warhorse and the Sam Smith Band, which is Friday, October 29th, which you'll probably hear this show before then. <clears throat> and uh, that's about it. Then I uh, got a lot of sh kind of a string of shows after that. Got a lot going on in my own music these days. I'm November 1st, I'm recording a new uh, song, which should be out shortly after that. Um, it's mostly already mixed, just got to lay the guitar track down. Um, and go, and you'll go over to, uh, see November 6th, the Aces High Saloon down in Salt Lake City, opening for us that night is Gary Drano and the Manic Emotions, who've been on the show, doing like a Hendrix tribute, doing like 15 Hendrix tunes, and November 7th on Sunday, which kind of, I don't do too many Sunday gigs, just because it's Utah and all, but I'll be down at Tailgater's which is a place I've never played. I've never played at either one of those places, but that also down in Salt Lake. Um, right, Both of those clubs are on State Street. November 13th, back at the Notch Pub in Camas, way up. Hopefully it don't snow, because it's a hell of a ride up there. Mirror Lake Highway, but if you're in the Park City area, and Camas, and uh, all those all those kind of places, you can come up, check us out. And then back at the, uh, the cabin in Park City, Utah, on December 4th, December 31st, New Year's Eve, we will be at Hopkins Brewing Company. Anyway, coming up next is my interview with the Phantom Lady, part two.
right, joining me once again is Phantom Lady. How are you doing? Doing great. How about yourself? Good. Thanks for calling in again. Uh, this is kind of like a part two, I guess, to our last conversation. Yeah. It hasn't been that long. Um, yeah, it's great to be back. What's, uh, what's been going on? You, I, I guess you got some new music you're working on. Yeah, so um, the album's completely done. I'm going to be putting that out hopefully this year or beginning of next year, but I'm going to be putting out a single November 19th. Nice. Um, so I'm really stoked about that. And what's the name of the single? Do you want to say yet? Or? It's called Tattoo on My Heart. Oh, okay. That's cool. And that's November 19th, you said? Yes. Cool. And, I know, and that'll be on Spotify and iTunes and everything? Yep. Okay, that's very cool. Yeah, because this, this show will air a couple of weeks from now, so it'll be about that time, uh, or close closer to it anyway. I was going to ask okay. you, I, I was going to ask you, I noticed on, I don't know if, it, I think it was Instagram, maybe you went to, went to Alaska, didn't you say you were originally from there? Yes, I was born there, and most of my family is still there, so and you went, it was nice to be back. What, did you have any inspiration there to write anything, or...? Or is that kind of yeah. always there? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I feel like as soon as I touched ground back to Nashville, first of all, it made me realize just how much I love Nashville and how happy I am to call it my home. Even though I love Alaska, you know, it's, yeah. it's just nothing compares to being here. But, um, yeah, I feel like not the day I arrived, but the next day I just got a influx of so many ideas and so many new songs so i spent the entire day i think it was a sunday just at my piano writing and i wrote three songs and since then i've just been kicking up a bunch of new material so fans won't have to wait too long for the next phantom lady album so that'll be good but that's, that's cool yeah, yeah when you say the when you say the entire day in alaska it might actually be the uh, day the entire day yeah. <laughs> is it, well, is yeah, it, 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 it's wild that, like, the sun never sets in the summertime. And I actually went in August, so that's kind of the rainy season. But, you know, I don't I don't mind the rain at all. Um, and it was nice to just hear complete silence for a while and just be in nature again. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get a lot of that here in, uh, here in Utah. I guess you can get that in Nashville, too, to live there, too. You have to kind of go out. Uh, I'm close to an hour out of the city, I guess, to get get that area or get. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you ever go? Have you ever been down towards Chattanooga and all that area? Not yet, but I hope to make my way down there soon. Yeah, that's where you can get a lot of that. Out. You'd, you'd really like Chattanooga. There's lots of. You see those signs everywhere in Tennessee to go to Ruby Falls and Rock City and all that, but it's actually. It's actually worth it to go. <laughs> so. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> um, what else I was going to ask you is I'm uh, Halloween's coming up, and I, I'm I'm assuming that's probably a, uh, a good good holiday for you and your music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Do you have any good Halloween uh, gigs coming up, or any kind of? Yeah, I'm brainstorming actually on what I want to do, whether it's a live stream or if I want to, um, you know around to some events or parties so i've just been me and my manager have been brainstorming what i could do um and i'm super stoked because obviously that's my favorite time of year um so yeah and it's really nice happy and i'm really happy that fall is finally here and and the mood is really being set so yeah the uh fall in uh tennessee is really nice um all through the southeast there in the fall really cool time to be there um what about uh has it opened up any are you doing shows or yeah i've been a regular at um hop springs which is a great um beer park um outdoor venue in murfreesboro so i've been doing a lot of solo gigs while i've just been getting everything together um trying to put a band together so if any awesome lead guitarists are listening i'm i'm looking for a lead guitarist um someone who's really dynamic but also can shred so that's really my focus right now is just getting a really tight sound yeah and then i'm gonna play full band out around town if only i didn't um, if only i didn't live yeah. two thousand miles from you 
I would be <laughs> I would be up my alley. Yeah. Um. um. Yeah. So I'm really excited. You know, it's a lot of different puzzle pieces that have to fit just right. But when they do, I know it'll be the way it's supposed to happen. You know. So I'm really excited. Have you ever done any shows when I know you do solo, but with the uh, is it just you and the keyboard, or do you have it kind of like a, a lot of the a lot of the way they do it now with the laptop and with the rest of the music there too and all that? Um, you know, I'm I'm usually just myself and my Nord Electro, um, and I would you know like to venture out, but I just enjoy the simplicity of what I have, um, and. Someday I'd love to have a cello player up with me when I do these solo shows because um, I, I feel like a string instrument would be a great fit. Yeah, you're right. Um, that would that would be good. Yeah. Um, it shouldn't be. I'm, I'm sure and you're, you're right there with all the... The thing about Nashville is there's musicians everywhere, but they're all doing stuff. <laughs> sorry, to, yeah. sorry to find one that's not already doing five things. Yeah, I love that, though. I love that everybody's just so hungry to work and create. And, I mean, there's a collective consciousness here for sure. I felt that as soon as I moved here, there's there's an energy here that's not like anywhere else of creative people. And there's a lot of heart and soul here. So Yeah, there is. I, I didn't, I, when I moved there back in the early 90s or maybe around 94 or so for a couple of years, but it wasn't, wasn't so much that way then. It was... It it was different. It was back then. It was still pretty much only country artists moving there, and uh, the rock the rock people and stuff haven't hadn't started moving in yet. All the record companies were still in L.A. and New York, so um, yeah, it was a different vibe then. It was a uh, I didn't have the I didn't have a, as a positive experience <laughs> as I'm sure I would have now. <laughs> uh, there was a lot of people sleeping in their cars. I guess there still is, um, but uh, a lot of people just. Yeah just strung out songwriters sleeping in their cars everywhere and stuff when I went. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of like that point where Garth Brooks had just came out and it was just that kind of thing. Like all the, every country singer in the world all of a sudden poured into there. Yeah. Um, what about any of the surrounding areas? Do you ever go down to where I'm from down in Atlanta or any of those? Um, I'd love to. Yeah, that's definitely on my radar. Uh, yeah, like I said last time, I really am eager to get out there. I would love to go to the neighboring states and perform. And um, Yeah, so there's a lot of ideas I have, and I'm really excited to execute them. Yeah, I've got a, I'm making hook you up with a few gigs in, in Georgia if you're, when you, when you get ready, just let me know. Uh, either probably solo, though, um, gigs, but it's, uh, probably better that way good for at first it's uh more money and uh cheaper travel if you're just by yourself <laughs> um now how long how long have you been working on the new stuff um let's see the new album i mean we started it around um march of last year i want to say so it's been over a year um and uh, you know it started with just a single and then a single turned into 10 songs and um john and i worked so well together and josh Koskella is an amazing sound engineer so just the three of us you know really were inspired and creative and i like to let whoever i work with feel like they can be free yeah um creatively and so it was just a very experimental time and yeah 10 songs um, and Tattoo in My Heart will be the, the single that I'm going to put out in November. So, And I, will that have a video with that, or is that going to come a little later? Or? Yeah, I'm, um, my friend did a lyric video for me, so I'm going to release a lyric video and then a music video after that. So. Okay. Now, did you, or, I mean, I'm sure you had a lot to do with writing every one of the songs, but did you have any help? Did you have any... Like you said, you were at a writing session earlier. Do you, do you have a lot of people writing with you on this album, or is it all all you? It's all me, 100%. Um, yeah, and I get in almost a meditative, out-of-body kind of state when I create, um, and that's very private to me. Um, so 
when I'm writing, it's a very, you know, intimate experience. And I would love to, you know, co-write with people and, and create with people. But predominantly, the Phantom Lady stuff is, is all 100% me. Yeah, I can understand that. I've written, I write by myself, and I've, I've got like 26 albums. I don't think I've collaborated with too many people at all. I don't think I've collaborated in 20 years with anyone. <laughs> it's just, it's just, uh, well, it's hard to, um, you know, when you're, what you were talking about, it's hard to get somebody else to see the vision of what you hear and see, you know? Yeah, um, and I really value um, what I produce, my product that I produce, and, you know, my biggest fear is that it'll be tainted or it'll be changed and not authentically me. And I want to, you know, my music's very emotional and very deep, and I want it to be 100%. You know, I want people to feel that emotiveness yeah um when they listen and feel that it is truly from my heart and soul so yeah every now and then i'll have someone help with like just when i'm in the studio already like if i'm doing an e chord they may say it might be better if you do an e7 right there or something like that um nothing major but sometimes those kind of little bitty things help a lot um but uh yeah, a lot and a lot of pro, a lot of problems I've always had in studios is the engineer tends to want to be the producer without, even though you just hired him to be the engineer, <laughs> I kind of kind of want to take like over. To their <laughs> now, are you in a commercial studio there, or do you, or are you like in a friend's home studio, or? Uh, yeah. So, um, my friend John and I are both he owns a company, a production company called um, Music First Productions, um, and so that's where this whole thing was recorded, um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's cool because he's very welcoming, very spiritual person, so he really gets what I'm trying to do, him yeah. and Josh are both great, and Josh does sound for Resurrection Tribute Band, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's good to find people that kind of get what you're, what you're about, um, but I was, the reason why I was asking that about the studio is I remember when I was in Nashville, it, sometimes they would be booked out so far, like you couldn't really get in one. And if you did, you had to just nail it all in one take and get out. <laughs> yeah. Was, that's, yeah. Um, like, I, better make this count. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's, I mean, it doesn't have to be that way anymore because it's like, uh, like that, uh, you know, the first Billie Eilish album, she did the whole thing in her bedroom <laughs> with her brother. Yeah. <laughs> then, well, that's, uh, that's the blessing with technology, you know. It's yeah. a blessing and a curse, but it's, it's cool that now we can we can be so remote and so, you know, have our own little setup. Yeah. Pretty cool. I don't know how to do any of it still. <laughs> I wish I did, yeah. but I still, go to, <laughs> I still go to studios, but in Salt Lake, it's not as bad to get into one. Um but I, yeah, the problem with all that is the the double-edged sword of it all is anybody can do anything they want and put it out there, and it ends up, sometimes it ends up, like, really saturating the the market, you know? So there's, I was I was reading something where there's, like, sometimes there's, like, there's certain days where there'll be, like, a hundred and something thousand songs released per day. And, uh, wow. It's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's insane to think about. That's when your marketing uh, comes in good. That's where that that's where you you kind of have an edge on that. You got really good marketing and a really good uh, uh, you know, way of presenting yourself that kind of catches catches the eye. Thank you. And uh, that kind of that helps um, with the imagery and all that. Do you when you play live? Do you have like do you have a lot of the kind of imagery there too? Do you have like a screen up or anything or any kind of what's your stage show situation like um, yeah right now it's just um pretty simple setup uh but i actually was brainstorming earlier you know i'm i love rock star uh techniques with the stage i would love to have pyro one day fog machine um yeah <laughs> uh you know i really want to set a mood and and like i say to um to John, I, I I want it to feel like an experience, and you know I'm I have a background in theater, so I want when people watch me to feel like they're watching a performance, 
Um, so that, that's stuff that I've been brainstorming a lot with, too. And I'd love to have, like, candelabras with dripping wax candles and a big rug on the stage, even, like, a plush sofa, maybe. I don't know. There's just so many ideas that I have. Um, but I really want to have, you know, a full theatrical setup. Yeah, the candles and the uh, fog definitely you need for what you're doing. Because <laughs> I think yeah. pe- people kind of already feel that when they're listening. Um, kind of feel like it already should be there, you know. Right, exactly. But uh, yeah, I've always liked the big, you know, like the big, it used to be like slideshow. They now it's full on like video kind of stuff going behind. But um, I haven't been able to get that going for myself either. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I just do. I did, my my stuff doesn't really call for it. I just have like kind of a like a amateur light show going, I guess you'd call it <laughs> on my stuff. <laughs> but uh, I I draw a totally different um, audience than what you would draw. Um, yeah. So is, what's your next uh, upcoming show? Do you have any coming up pretty soon or? Uh, well, I also play in John's, um, in his band, uh, the Stones River Saints, yeah. John Salway and the Stones River Saints. So, um, October 24th, we are opening for the Steel Drivers. Oh, okay. So I'll be playing in that show. That'll be really, really cool. We're going to do a cover of Nothing Else Matters by Metallica. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. His original stuff, so I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah, I do that. I do that. I just started doing that song myself. Um what I didn't realize about that song is I, tu- I tune everything. I tune my guitar to the E flat um, just because it helps me with my vocals and stuff. And I didn't realize how low that that song is in E flat. Yeah. It's already low anyway. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, I didn't realize that until I got to the gig. I usually practice in regular tuning and then I'll, you know, I'll tune down when I get there. But uh, what kind of music is that that you guys do with, with that band? What style? Uh, he's Americana. Um... He's got a Beatles five. He's a Beatles fan. Um, oh, okay. And you're yeah. playing and you're playing keys and backup vocals, or? Yeah. Very cool. Um, yeah, that's that should be fun. But what? And, but as far as your as far as your own stuff, you know, you don't. Uh, you should have something. You should have something booked for Halloween. I, I got a feeling you might. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll uh, happen. <laughs> yeah. Whether you even if you do it on a online you know yeah but uh it seems like most of the southeast is kind of opened up i don't really know i haven't been back in a while but um it's pretty opened up here i've been doing i've been doing pretty much a gig every saturday night and i don't really uh most of the people i guess most of the people are vaccinated that are coming to the shows i don't really ask but I know a lot of the bigger bands that come into town like little big town came in and they they had everybody show their vaccination card before they walked in so yeah. there's a lot of that going on too um kiss the same way they they just they were just here last week but yeah i saw eric clapton when he came into town that was very cool yeah yeah and he's a yeah he's a, it's it's different down there than i don't know it's kind of the same out here is it we're you know in a in a conservative state you kind of they kind of let it be a little bit more open I guess, because California and New York still a little bit shut down, I think. But uh, what about um? So after after you put out the new album in no- November, or the, that's the single, and you're gonna you're gonna the whole album's gonna be say after the first of the year, though, right? Yeah. And then you'll pro- exactly. then you're gonna then you're gonna try to throw the band together and do a, do a little mini tour or. Yeah, I mean, that would be awesome. Um, yeah, I, I, it's really, um, my priority is really just, you know, finding my audience, getting the songs out, um, putting a band together that has a really good, solid sound. Um, and, you know, that, that stuff takes a lot of patience and a lot of time. But yeah, it does. I, I'm a slow burner. I'm someone that, you know, values the craft, you know, and, right. and the, the, you know, making it as, as perfect as I possibly can. Um, and I'm lucky in Nashville. There's so many incredibly talented people here. Um, and I have a lot of 
really supportive friends and family. So, yep. yeah. It was, it was pretty, uh, the last time you were on the show, it was pretty well received. I think there was like 36, 3,600 people that streamed the show, so... I know that many people listen, listened, and a few of them, I know a lot of them went over and downloaded some stuff off Spotify, I'm sure, or at least streamed that's it. Beautiful. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, and that, that was a, because I, you know, my show's not that big, but usually if it's, if I get up to 3,500, 4,000 streams, it's a pretty, pretty good show. Um, so that yeah. was, that was on the top end. I think, I think 8,400 is the most I ever had, I think, <laughs> but, uh. Not bad though. That's a good amount of people. Um, yeah, I'll say. And you're you're in a good area for that. If you put together a little tour, you got St. Louis that you can get to not far, and Louisville and uh, uh, Lexington and all that. You know, Atlanta. Like I said, Chattanooga is a really good town for for what you're doing. You know, I definitely would check into that. It's a big. It's a good music town. It always has been. Um, it's definitely smaller than Nashville, but they're they're pretty receptive to. You know they're not so much, not not heavily into the country music in Chattanooga as much as other places in Tennessee. Yeah, that's awesome. I'll have to definitely definitely head over there. Yeah, I think I would. I think you would get the vibe right off when you got there. You'd see what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm gonna. I've kept you long enough today. I appreciate you calling in again and uh, telling us about the new single that's gonna come out, and I'm gonna. This show, you know, maybe two, three weeks off, so it'll be closer to that date by then. Um, and I'll uh, be looking forward to that. And when it, when it gets out, I'll uh, when the whole album gets out, we'll, maybe we'll talk again and get some. Uh, once you get everything out, and uh, yeah, hope you have a good Halloween. I know it's a. I figured that was your favorite holiday, so I hope, I hope it's a good one for you. <laughs> you never know in Nashville, it might, you never know in Nashville it could rain, but, um, hopefully not. Yeah. And, uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, and it's on a Sunday, too, I don't know how they're gonna do it there. I live in, you know, we live in, I'm in Utah, so I'm in Mormonville, so, could, they won't, they won't do it on the regular day here, <laughs> has to go the day before. <laughs> so. That's funny. <laughs> but anyway, I will, uh, I will talk to you soon, and I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Jeff. You have a great night. You too. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. And now, the history of Halloween with Brooke the Witch. Merry meet everyone. My name is Brooke. I'm a practicing eclectic pagan witch, and I'm here to talk about the true origins of Halloween. Um, since the beginning, thousands of years ago, Halloween, or what it was originally known as, Samhain, spelled like Samhain, has been to celebrate the beginning of winter and the onset of darker and colder days. And it marks the ending of a cycle and the beginning of another. Uh, Samhain is known as um, the witch's new year. Uh, the light of summer has ended, and that's time to restore our energy uh, for the darker and colder months ahead. And it's also the third and final season um, of a harvest. Um, pagans believe the night before the um, new year, the boundary between the world um, of the living and dead is lifted. So communicating with ancestors and departed loved ones is easy. Um, Samhain was originated in ancient Gaelic Ireland and was a uh, Celtic festival. As I mentioned before, it was celebrated as the final um, end of lighter summer days as well as welcoming of the darker half of the year. Pagan communities would make sure they had enough food for the winter so the final harvest was done at that time and the slaughtering of the animals became tradition as well. This was actually um, quite important and is part of what became the current theme of death for today's Halloween traditions. Um, there's a darker side um, to Samhain, going back to the Druid rituals. Um, there was many animal sacrifices that took place during that time. They were costumes consisting of animal heads and skins and danced around bonfires, but it's also been said that there were likely human sacrifices done as well. There is early Irish literature 
um, to back these claims up, mentioning firstborn sacrifices and poetry and so forth um, during Samhain celebrations. There were deities and gods that were idolized um, by Irish Druid pagans, um, one in particular that literally means Lord of the Mound, um, and stories have been told that the firstborn children were sacrificed um, to that deity at the time, which in turn gives us current insight into the creepiness um, of death that is presented this time of year. And I highly doubt your neighbors down the street realize that uh, with their display of hanging heads and bloody skeletons in their yard. Um, regardless of the dark celebrations of the ancient pagan Celtic Druids, um, it's changed into a happy day to celebrate for many different cultures, not just um, us pagans. Um, in about the 19th century, uh, the influence of the Christians brought in all Saints' Day, um, which of course was meant to replace Samhain. Uh, one of the many sabbats taken by them over time, mind you, but that's a whole separate topic I won't ramble on about <laughs> for now. Um, <laughs> it was to honor those who had been martyred and they would pray for the souls who had yet to reach heaven. They dressed in costume, had been bonfires, parades, etc., in honor of their dead. They eventually started um, calling that day All Hallows Eve or Hallamus, and eventually Halloween. It was about that same time they became fearful and superstitious of the pagans and witches. They would light their bonfires and they would put burning circles of straw around their farm and homes to protect them from noxious weeds. Um, they would also put food on their doorsteps to appease the witches um, that would approach their houses and put salt in their keyholes um, to keep them from coming in their house. Um, modern traditions of Halloween became popular um, at that same time. Um, the youth in Ireland um, would hollow out the pumpkins and turnips and carve like terrifying faces or would be considered terrifying at that time um, and scare um, the local folk. <laughs> when it finally came to America, Americans began dressing up in costumes as well and would go door to door asking for food and money based on the stories that had been told um, of the happenings in Europe. Um, the young women here believed that on Halloween they could see the name or appearance of their future husbands by doing tricks with yarn, apple parings, or mirrors. These were Christian women practicing witchcraft unknowingly. And the late 1800s approximately, the holiday became a community gathering with neighborhood get-togethers about ghosts, pranks, and witchcraft. <laughs> At the turn of the century, approx, that's when they um, had parties for both children and adults, became the most common way to celebrate the day. And of course, they would dress up, have food, games, and costumes. Um, at that time, though, the frightening and terrifying decorations were forbidden um, due to vandalizing and tricks um, being played on them. Um, the trick-or-treating aspect of Halloween didn't really become a thing um, until about the 1920s um, because it was inexpensive. The families could reinvent the tricks and vandalizing um, being being provided or being uh, happening to them um, by giving kids candy, by giving the youth candy. Um, <laughs> that's funny because nowadays, uh, regardless if we give the kids and um, teenagers candy, they still come into our yard and smash our pumpkins and throw them into the street. Um, anyway, that about sums up the basics on Halloween and where it came from. Um, that's all I have for now. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me. Um, again, my name is Brooke, uh, Mary Part, and blessed be. started trick-or-treating.
extra piece of candy for my stupid brother. He couldn't come with us because he's sitting in a pumpkin patch, waiting for the great pumpkin. It's so embarrassing to have to ask for something extra for that blockhead Linus. After every house, the gang checked their loot. I got five pieces of candy. I got a chocolate bar. I got a quarter. I got a rock. I deserve good things. I am entitled to my share of happiness. I refuse to beat myself up. I am an attractive person. I am fun to be with. Daily Affirmation with Stuart Smalley. Stuart Smalley is a caring nurturer, a member of several 12-step programs, but not a licensed therapist. I'm going to do a terrific show today. And I'm going to help people because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. Hello, I'm Stuart Smalley. Uh, before I start the Halloween show, I just want to make amends for yesterday's show in which I said that Madonna was shame-based and sick in her own disease. I, I had no right to take Madonna's inventory. As we say in program, when you point a finger at someone else, you have three fingers pointing back at you. And, and I guess a thumb pointing up at God. Or something, whatever. I don't know. I'm sorry. Okay. Anyway, today is Halloween, and I decided to wear a costume as a treat to my inner child. It's... It's a skeleton because it's scary and because it reminds me that I am a human being. And that's okay. That's what I am. And besides, I think it makes me look thinner. Now, I had thought of trying to come up with something, you know, a little more creative or original, you know, like dressing up as a feeling, you know. But, yeah, what, what does dread look like? You know, other than my mother. <laughs> anyway, of course, I'm going to be home tonight when all the little ghosts and goblins knock on my door and trick-or-treat. And I've decided not to give out candy this year. I don't, I don't want to enable any little sugar, any sugar addicts, which, believe me, I was. I mean, I used to... I used to go home with my big bag of candy and eat it all in one night and get sick and try to puke. But I couldn't, and that's why I weighed nearly 300 pounds. <laughs> Believe me, binging was not a problem. Purging, I just could not do. <laughs> so, instead of candy this year, I've decided to give out rice cakes. <laughs> a few kids might be disappointed, but that's okay. It's their problem. Anyway, tonight I've decided to do something a little different. Take a risk. Tonight, I'm going to tell a scary story. You're going to be frightened, but that's okay. It's Halloween. It's appropriate. Okay. Now close your eyes. Come on. Only you can help you. That's it. Okay. It's a dark, dark night. And this 12-year-old girl is home babysitting for her little brother and sister who are asleep upstairs. She's, she's really scared because it's, it's a big house and because it's a dysfunctional family and it's just, <laughs> just scary this place to begin with. And suddenly, the phone rings. And she picks up and the voice on the other end says, I uh, And the girl says, what? And the voice says, I so she, she hangs up the phone on. Now she's really scared. So she runs upstairs and checks on the kids, and, and they're fine. So she goes back downstairs, but she, she's still really scared, so she eats some Sarah Lee or something. <laughs> and then the phone rings again. She picks it up, and the boy says, I am going to end up 
Well, now, now she's really scared, and, and she calls up the operator, and she, she says, I'm getting all these, these weird calls, and it's scary, and the operator says, hang up, and we'll stay online and see if we can trace it. So the girl hangs up the phone, and right away, the, the phone rings. She picks it up, and the voice says, I, uh, and you, uh, and just then, the operator jumps on the line, she says, the call's coming from inside the house. It's your father, and he's been drinking. <laughs> Isn't that scary? <laughs> yeah, but don't worry, it's okay. The operator reported the incident to the Department of Youth and Family Services. They did an intervention. The father is in AA. The girl's in Alateen, and the, the whole family is in therapy. Isn't that, isn't that a great Halloween story? I mean, it, it's scary, but with a positive ending. You know what I think? I think this has been one of my best shows ever. And you know what? I deserve it. Because I'm good enough. I'm scary enough. And doggone it. People like me. This has been today's Daily Information with Steve Smiley. talking with her as usual hopefully there'll be a we'll bring her back on after a couple more releases look for her upcoming release in november though and go over to you know just google phantom lady music if you google phantom lady i believe like <clears throat> an old comic book will come up i think but google phantom lady music and it'll come right up and find her on Instagram and all that too. You can also find my music as well under J.S. Lawrence or Jeff Lawrence on Spotify, iTunes. And you can get this podcast on Apple, Spotify, all those kind of places. Just like, subscribe, and follow, whatever you got to do. That goes the same with uh, Phantom Ladies stuff too. And also, a lot of, I haven't mentioned this in a while, but you can go over to Spotify and punch in Southern Man, Western Town podcast guest and you'll get a playlist of just about everybody that's ever been on the show if they have music on Spotify. There's been a few that don't have music on Spotify but if they do you can uh, find it on that playlist. Hopefully I don't leave anybody out. It's pretty extensive. I'm into like 117 shows or something like that now so hopefully uh, you guys will uh check that playlist out if you heard a little ding right there I just dropped my pick I'm still holding my Epiphone Sheraton in my hand because I'm about to play you out um, what else am we going to talk about not going to talk about too much today no pro wrestling talk no political talk so we'll just leave it at that I hope you enjoyed the Halloween episode I hope you guys have a great Halloween and Hallow's Eve and whatever you do. Um, and we'll, we'll come back at you in November with some uh, new guests. So uh, everybody stay safe out there. Until next time.
In case I don't see you. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. See you next week. Same bad time, same bad station.